we can come in, we can buy that same property and we can do the things a little bit differently and we can make a lot more money. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer, and with me today is myself. So I'm going to do a solo podcast today and just kind of talk a little bit about what's been going on here uh, in, in my world and a few things I've learned here that I thought was, was really valuable. I'm going to talk particularly about uh, a book called The Go-Giver uh, that everybody should read if they haven't. Uh, a lot of a lot of the philosophies there have kind of been my philosophies over the years, over the last, you know, I don't know, many, many years. And, uh, and then when I listened actually to the book, uh, really liked what that book had to say. It really jived with me, of course, because a lot of the stuff I've already been doing, uh, that's the way I feel things should be done. And, uh, really just reiterated, uh, my belief there and made me feel like it's uh, even more valuable. So I um, wanted to start out just by saying like, I've, I've actually, I was doing these Facebook lives uh, when the pandemic hit, I wanted to be able to add value to people's lives. Uh, there was a lot of people that were uh, very distressed. There was a lot of people that were just whether they were being affected negatively by the pandemic or not, they were affected mentally negatively by the pandemic. Their, their stress levels went up. They were freaked out about what was going on and rightfully so. Um, and, and I myself was too at a time there. I had two properties in particular uh, that were performing extremely poorly in, in kind of a little bit by design. So I hired a, I actually owned these properties for a few years, fired my property management company because they weren't doing a good job. Uh, I hired a new property management company and then we started doing major renovations on the property. So we had a big vacancy rate at that time because we wanted to get a lot of the units done. We were behind schedule on unit renovations. We already had a good amount of vacancies uh, from the old property management to the new property management. We already had a good amount of vacancies. And so we thought this is the time to take advantage of it. So we were renovating and bringing to market about 30, I think it was 35-ish rental units. Okay, I had... It was 204 units total, and I had 75-ish percent occupancy blended between the two properties. So very poor performance, obviously, happening. And when this pandemic hit in March of 2020, that's where we were at. We were at that 75-ish percent occupancy blended between the two properties. And I was freaked out. I thought, oh my gosh, you're here now. You know, the only thing you hear, of course, is from the media. And we all know how that goes, right? It's all blown out of proportion. They're all freaking out about uh, or trying to make everybody else freak out because, of course, fear sells. And so that's what they're doing is they're selling fear. And, but that's what that's your only source of who you're hearing from for the most part. 
so I'm thinking these tenants aren't going to pay. Uh, we're, we're just going to be, we're going to be completely upside down in these properties. We're going to lose a bunch of occupancy and we're going to have to give them back to the bank potentially even. I don't know how long we can survive because we just spent all this money. So a lot of our capital, um, you know, that we otherwise would have had, you know, was, was just got tied up with these renovations. Uh, and we we're on the one property, we were finishing a lot of those. Uh, we were pretty much done. So I'm freaked out. I'm going, I don't know you know, how long can I sustain? What are my reserves? Looking at the reserves going, wow, you know, if this thing lasts for too long, um, I, I could be tapped out and I could be done here within, um, you know, nine months or, or so. And, uh, you know, I remember telling my wife, I said, well, it's going to be a rocky ride and, and, uh, we're going to do our best and, and try to hold on. Um, and I'll, I might have to sell some of my, some of my properties to try to keep these things afloat. Um, you know, worst case scenarios, if these things have to go, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be in a tough spot and we're going to be paying back every single investor, um, over the next, you know, 10 years or whatever it takes. And so, so anyways, uh, I, that didn't happen. Um, I'm happy to say that we performed extremely well, actually during that time, Broader occupancy very quickly up to 95% blended between the two properties. I think that happened by about July. Um, so that was really good. We were able to renovate even more units. We were able to raise rents uh, and, and did extremely well and, and maintain that occupancy level. And we actually sold those two properties. Uh, one of the main reasons, and I'll probably do another episode on, on that, um, but one of the main reasons that I sold is because of the the properties were C class and uh, trying to transition out of all of our C class. Most of the properties I own are are B class and some A class, and so trying to transition out of those C class properties and, and that was strategic to be able to um, sell those. And the other reason was, of course, uh, monetary driven. Uh, we got an extremely attractive offer that provided our investors a very handsome. Um, IRR for, for what, you know, for their investment. And I felt like that was pretty, pretty well maximized at that time. So, um, decided to sell those. So during this time, I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of this anxiety. I want to do Facebook live. So I started doing these Facebook lives, try to give people, um, some value. And, uh, and I think that's important, right? We want to, we want to try to bring value to people. And that, that's really one of the principles of, of the go-giver. Um, you've got to bring value. You've got to add and create more value than what you take. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to provide as much value as I possibly could. And I was doing these Facebook lives pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, and I did that for quite a while up until I, I would say like maybe the election or just after the election, uh, I just got tired of social media. It was just a drag, an energy suck. It felt like for me, uh, every time I was really on social media, all it was was negative. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't, I felt like it was a distraction for me. And so I stopped doing those Facebook lives and I haven't done one uh, really probably since. And it's, it's May right now. And I haven't done a, a Facebook live in a long time. 
because it was a, it was just a distraction going on. Anytime I was even on social media, I just felt the energy just come out of me. <laughs> uh, so I, so I didn't want to do that anymore. And I thought that was important to take, um, a, just a purge from that and to be able to make sure I'm focusing on, on the, um, you know, on, on being able to add value other ways, um, through this podcast and, and, and other sources and, and also focus on my business and growing my business. So, uh, I think that's really important as we, you know, move along, we can reflect on what's going on and just understand what's the best for the season of, of my life. Now I probably will go back onto social media here and start doing those Facebook lives. Cause I did enjoy doing those. I did enjoy adding value to other people. I was getting, um, good feedback on that. And so likely I'll go back on the Facebook live and, and do those. But, uh, and I was just finding that the, uh, the energy suck was, was happening. And the, the ne- negativity of, of, uh, social media was, was driving me a little bonkers, uh, and, and really causing distraction, uh, causing anxiety for me, causing me to be thinking about stuff like that. Uh, whatever was being posted, uh, you know, there's just so much, uh, negativity on there that was being posted. So that's taking brain space in for me and not adding value to me. So I decided, Hey, I'm, I'm off of this. Um, and, uh, and slowly, you know, I've kind of been back on a little bit here and there, but, uh, still, still haven't been completely active. So, um, let's transition. I, I want to talk about this go giver book and, and here are, the kind of I'm going to talk to you about the five principles and these principles. Now I've never written down my principles and I've never, they're, they're not, you know, these aren't my words or yeah, these aren't my words. These are the go-givers words, but this is a lot of what I've felt like is important to me and how I want to operate my business. And so there's a lot of ways to be successful in business and in in life. And I think th- these principles are principles that I feel most people that I'm around that are extremely successful are doing, whether they call them this or not, whether they've read the go-giver or not. Uh, but this is what I feel most very successful people are doing. Of course, there's other things, right? There, there's definitely other things that they're doing when we read, um, you know, Books like Think and Grow Rich, a, a lot of those principles uh, they're doing as well, and and so and some of those principles in Think and Grow Rich are are these five laws. So first law is the law of value, right? Your true worth is determined how much more you give in value than you take in payment. So give, you know, what are you giving? What are you doing for other people above and beyond? How are you focusing on them uh, is really important. What are you doing to provide for other people and make it better for them? So for instance, uh, for me, I really focus on my residents and I focus on my staff. And so I buy multifamily and I'm buying senior housing. And in both cases, Oftentimes I'm buying properties and this is really what I focus on is buying properties that are owned by 
people that really don't care about the uh, the people involved. And maybe they care about them, but they're not showing that. They're not acting in that way. Uh, or whatever it is, they're they're the the you know the property is performing poorly so they don't have the money to do it whatever it whatever it is uh it's not that they're necessarily bad people but something's happened to where the residents and the staff are not being treated the way they probably should be so my goal of course is to come in and create a lot of value for them and in return, I get those rent payments. In return, I get good quality staff. But my main goal, and this is where it's important, I think your main goal should be, what are you doing for other people? Not, not how much money can I make? So when I'm looking at purchasing properties, I'm thinking about, okay, who, who are the people involved and how can I make a lot of, give a lot of value to them? What are the things we can do to improve their lives. And that's the decisions I'm making when I'm looking at the renovations. Uh, that's the decision I'm making when I'm looking at who, what type of staffing we have, uh, what type of activities we're going to start doing for the residents. For our senior care, we're really focused on trying to give them life, right? That, that's our big focus. We want to add years to their life. We want to provide them a place to live, to really provide years to their life, to provide excitement to their life, to provide them mental and physical stimulation so they can live the last years of their life in, in uh, complete, you know, as much happiness as possible. Uh, and that also goes to our, our staff as well. Uh, we're trying to provide this positive uh, environment where they can come to work every day and really enjoy working there. And in return, we end up getting a lot of good compensation for that. So the second law is the law of compensation. So your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like the, uh, the teacher or the police officer, or, you know, think, think of other lower income people, typically they're not serving a lot of people, right? They might serve a lot of people in their lifetime, but at one point, at one time, they're not serving a lot of people. The police officer is, you know, saving doing an amazing job, an important job, whether you like police or not, obviously that's contentious right now, but I, you know, they're doing an amazing job, you know, and, and they're saving people's lives and, and they're stopping crime and, and all that kind of stuff, but they're only affecting the few people per day that they actually come in contact with. Um, and so their pay is, is lower and teachers as well. They typically have a classroom full of, you know, let's call it 30 kids. Uh, but if they had a classroom full of 3000 kids or 5,000 or 20,000, their compensation would be able to go up. So that's where we talk about law of compensation. So as a multifamily person, if you have one duplex, you might be able to make um, completely clear, you know, let's call it $500 per month. 
Okay, that's not bad. But if we have a 200 unit, you know, now we can clear, uh, let's call it $50,000 per month. And if we have 2000 units, you know, now we can clear $500,000 per month. So you can see it just goes up. And it's the income is determined by how many people you serve, and how well you serve them, of course, that comes into it. And that's where I buy a lot of properties where they weren't serving them well. So they were making a lot of money. And we can come in, we can buy that same property. And we can do the things a little bit differently. And we can make a lot more money on that same property, because of how we're serving those people. So law of compensation is your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So think about what you're doing and, and how you can serve more people. Um, the, the next one is the law of influence and your influence is determined how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And this can be really difficult because I think humans is, is just, is nature, you know, just, we, we all think about ourselves, like, how does this affect us? It's, it's just natural to do that. And it takes training. And I'm certainly not an expert at this. I consistently think about myself first. Uh, and so it takes practice, right? It takes time and energy and really dedication to this to, to build that muscle memory and something I need to work on as well. Um, but you know, are you placing other people's interests first? Are you thinking about what can I do for others? Uh, is there a situation, uh, you know, the book talks about the situation where, where Joe, the main character, um, was told that he didn't get this account. And instead of, you know, saying, okay, or getting mad about it, he said, hang on one second. And he gave them a referral to somebody else, one of his competitors that could help in that situation. You know, and so he's, he knows that that's a competitor of his and it maybe is not great to give that, but you know what, that's serving that other company. And that's putting both people, both the company that rejected his proposal and that person, his competitor, it's giving them uh, their interest first before his. The law of authenticity uh, the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Um, and so just, just be yourself, offer yourself, uh, you, you know, be your true genuine self, I think is really where that's coming down to. Don't try to be somebody else. Understand that you bring value, right? So bring value but and understand that that's you bring true value. So offer yourself, offer who you are um, to other people, and and don't try to be somebody else. I think that's that's really important um, when we look at the the people that are successful and on social media and podcasts and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're truly being themselves. They're not being somebody else. The law of receptivity. Uh, obviously, this one is really important. The key to effective giving is to actually be open to receiving. There's the old saying, it's better to uh, give than to receive. And where it is great to give, it's also important to be very open 
to receiving. And think about it. If you've ever tried to give a gift to somebody or, you know, offer them to offer to pay for something and they reject it, you actually don't feel that great. You know, sometimes I actually kind of feel like hurt or like, come on, like what's just let me do this. Uh, I would like to do it. And so, well, then why do you do that to other people? Right. So be willing and open to receive. And of course, be willing to give as well. So it's not better to receive, better than give to, to give than to receive. And it's not better to receive than to give. You have to do both. And that's, that's really important. And one of the key principles, right? We have, we have to make sure we're open to receiving as well and not embarrassed to receive. I think uh, for me, growing up in a Christian household, growing up, uh, you know, going to church and, um, and still doing that, it, it, that, that principle actually, it took a lot of work for me to really feel comfortable with, uh, because you hear in church and, and you hear other people's talk about how money equals greed and the money is root of all evil and that type of stuff. And where, it actually doesn't say any of that in the Bible. Um, and throughout the years, I've learned that, uh, that, the, that the Bible is very actually uh, open and honest about receiving and about being abundant in life and about actually creating wealth and uh, how that is a good thing. <laughs> um, but things get twisted and where the Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And so, but, but as, as I think a lot of people who, uh, whether it's Christians or I'm sure other religions too, um, feel, feel uncomfortable, you know, receiving too much sometimes. And so, um, this principle can be difficult for, for us as well. So anyway, so I wanted to share those. There's a lot more, you know, principles, to success, but these are really valuable. And I think they're, they're probably one of the most important uh, five laws <clears throat> that you can have. And a lot of the other uh, laws, in my opinion, or rules or, or philosophies fall within these uh, as well. So I think these are really important. The, the law of value, right? The law of compensation, the law of influence, the law of authenticity, and the law of receptivity. Uh, super valuable. And of course, read the book. It's, it's kind of a cool book. It just is, a, it's, you know, tells a story. Uh, it's got, it, it's got a couple of main characters and walks through uh, their story and, and journey and brings these principles into play throughout. So it's a fun book. It's an easy read. It's an easy listen. It, it's not very long. And, uh, and I think it just kind of, again, it, it you've, probably know a lot of these and feel like, okay, yeah, but it makes you think about them, right? It makes you really think about them and going, oh, am I actually doing that? Or, oh, here's where I could be better in this. So I am signing off. You have a fantastic rest of the day and make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating and review just helps us push this out to 
more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.